0: Coming up this time, a European Cup winner remembers some wise words.
1: We were in the airport lounge and and the gaffer called me over and said, I want a word with you, son. And I said, yes, boss. He went, you were the best player on the field tonight, son, by a long way, long, long way, son. Plus the
0: unusual preparation for the big game.
1: We were sat on a beach and we was having a few beers and, and... not uh, really thinking about the following week when the when the game was coming around. And, you know, all I can say is genius. Absolute genius.
0: There's more of that classic tale of training on a roundabout in Madrid.
1: The gaffer said, young Millsy, go and get that bag of balls and go and train Peter because Peter wants to train. So me and Jimmy Gordon were on this um, roundabout, you know, and he was throwing balls to me and I was volleying them to Schultz
0: and the impact of huge success when you're still a teenager.
1: You know, where do you go from there? You know, England schoolboys, England youth, two European Cup finals, and I was 18, and I'm a human being, you know? And and you have to be some person not to let it affect you slightly, that think this game's just easy, you know? It's just going to come along like this all the time, and you soon learn that that's not the case.
0: All that, plus many more great stories and the chance to win a book signed by my special guest.
1: Son, when you wave to me, it's very difficult. If you put your hands up one way, that's waving. If you turn your hands round and there's two fingers, I tend to ignore it, you know.
0: You're listening to the Green Jumper podcast with myself Marcus Alton the editor of the Tribute website brianclough.com. and my guest today is a European Cup winner of whom Cluffy once said he's got everything going for him as a player and his personality is something special too it's a warm welcome to Gary Mills good evening hello there nice to see you Gary and uh, thanks very hello. much for thanks very much for joining us um yeah, he said you had quite a personality and I guess he had quite a personality to say the least. <laughs> do you remember the first uh, time you met him?
1: I do, I do. Um, unofficially, was yeah. uh, playing for my junior side, so Long Bookby. Oh, yeah. And um, his first words were to me, get up, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> uh, um, as, uh, as my uh, coach Ran on the pitch after me getting tackled by somebody, and I was I was fourteen, um, and that was his first words to me. So that was an, an unofficial meeting with him. Um, and then a few weeks later, I was up having trial at at Forest, and and the rest is history. Really, yeah. You
0: came obviously through the the youth ranks at, at, at Forest, and and um, he must have seen something in you at, at at that point. What sort of encouragement did he give you?
1: Well, that's that's an interesting interesting question. Um, it was it was it was uh, about me turning into a man at fourteen, uh, and that was his words to me. And um, he certainly he certainly made sure that happened from from the age of fourteen with me playing in the central league at that age, uh, which was a tough tough league yeah. against um, quality first team players. Um, and just really giving me rollickings when I needed them and uh, giving me a pat on the back and telling me how good I was and how good I was going to be when I needed to be. And to be honest, it it was two years of growing up that was incredible for me. It was not realising at that age that's what he was doing, um, which then enabled me to make my debut at 16, um, you know, being part of, of the first team. I, I was training with the first team coming up in school holidays um, and being treated like a first team player. Um, so it was an incredible time for me.
0: You made that first division debut against Arsenal at the City ground, September 78, I think it was. Did he have any specific advice for you before the game or did he just sort of let you get on with it?
1: Just let me get on with it. it mm. um you know and that was that was something he do he, he never really gave gave you advice you you had to know your job yeah um, and basically that was it go out and do your job son you know um and i knew what my job was on the right hand side of of midfield it was to get up and down it was to get to the to the back post when robo was crossing the ball and um you know just do my job uh, and and i knew from that, that very early age that it was as simple as that with him that i had to do my job um and that remained no different for for years and years that i remained at the, at the football club
0: yeah i've got a clipping here from um the football post march 79 it was and the headline is patience is the name of the game for youngsters and a picture of yourself there alongside bring gun and uh, bring it, gun, it, yeah and it, it's basically just saying that um i think the quote is you're near yet so far from glory and it was just a case of biding your time you'd got into the England schoolboys side uh, actually as a fallback but then yeah. you then yeah. obviously you were pushed forward um at Forest
1: well no I was okay. a forward it, it was yeah I was a forward I I, I played as a forward as, as a uh in my junior side right and for my village side to play for my school side and it was, it was funny, actually, when I went for the England trials that um, the coach there, in my very last trial, we went for about four or five trials to get through to be part of the squad. And the last trial, he went, I want you to go and play right back. And I says, I've never played right back in my life. I'm a striker. Uh-huh. And he said, but I want you to go and play right back for me in this trial game. Um, and I, I loved it. I, I couldn't believe how well I'd done at fullback. I just... And it was a different, obviously, um, looking at a, a, a different aspect of the game from a fullback position rather than a striker. And yeah. um, you know, and without realizing, um, you know, I went and, and, and played fullback for England schoolboys for about eight or nine games. Um, scored at Wembley. Oh wow! For England, England yeah. schoolboy yeah. from fullback. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it was a bit special. And, and obviously, years and years later, Brian Clough's words to me were, you know, you're going to play fullback. You're never going to make a strike away. You have got a hole in your, you know what? <laughs> um, so that was that was, uh, you know, obviously saw something in me. And then yes. when I went on to when I went on to Leicester City, um, I basically played fullback there virtually all, all my time there, like 200 games. Um, so, so, yeah, I, you know, I was a striker turned fullback rather than the other way around that you just mentioned.
0: Yeah, 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 I see. And as a 17-year-old, I was looking in, in some old archives, uh, Brian Clough described you as the lad who will pay for our new stand, um, the executive stand or that the Brian Clough stand as it's, it's known now. Did you feel yeah. any pressure from that kind of expectation?
1: No, I didn't feel any pressure. In fact, it was the other way around. It, it just gave me that much confidence. Yeah. Um, you know, I think at the time the gaffer was, was giving me, you know, that that in in the papers, in the press, you know, that 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 type of highlighting what what I was about. Um, you know, even I've got I've got articles with him saying that I would be going to the next World Cup. Um, you know, and um, things like this. So it, it was just his way of a game. Not really realizing at such a young age what what uh, how much confidence he was giving me, um, but I wasn't. Let, let me tell you, I, I wasn't treated because I was younger any different to uh, to your Peter Shiltons, to your John McGovern's, and you know all these unbelievable players that I was now part of. Yeah. Um, so I was getting praised, and I was getting rollickings off the the gaffers. The rest of them were
0: yeah, yeah, and that that must have been a good learning curve. For you as well, at that stage and and you even scored i think in in the weeks leading up to the first european cup final uh, it was a a win at Leeds, yeah. although Trevor Francis had come in to the side, had you hoped to play some sort of part in that first european cup final
1: yeah, absolutely you know i i i I was, I was sort of playing well, certainly the back end of the season, and that game at Leeds you know was my my first goal against. David Harvey at Leeds United, who played in goal. And I I can remember having an outstanding game uh, that night. And, you know, the the European Cup was coming round. And, um, you know, I'd been part of of the the games previous, either on the bench or, you know, I played against AEK Athens. And and I was part of it. And, um, you know, I I was actually named on the bench um, for for the first one. Um, and then I was taken off a couple of hours before the, for before the game. so that was, as much as that was disappointing for me and um, you know it was it was being part of, of of something at 17 and I didn't feel inferior and I didn't feel that I was just lucky to be part of that because I was younger. I, I was actually at a time because of what happened from the age of 14. I felt, I felt that I was, you know, just as much as part of that squad as anybody else in the team at the time.
0: And in, in October '79, um, th- there was another article about you apparently catching the eye of England manager Ron Greenwood. And this article yeah. says the result could be the youth international call-up, criminally denied Mills, who celebrates his 18th birthday next month, and obviously a lot of good media attention there. That did you more good than harm, do you think?
1: Yeah, again, absolutely. You know, uh, Brian Clough and and, and Peter Taylor believed in me so much as a a young player, you know, and I I played my part, you know. I was was playing in incredible games at a young age, you know, AEK Athens at the age of 16 and and, um, Argus Pertes, which I can remember um, after that game, um, we... um, we are in the the airport lounge and, and the gaffer called me over and said, I want a word with you, son. Um, and I said, yes, boss. He went, you were the best player on the field tonight, son, by a long way, long, long way, son. Um, and he said that to me and then went, that's enough. Now go and sit back over there. <laughs> and and it, it was, it was just the way, you know, so yeah, I mean, look, you know, to be, Two European Cups, 17, 18, um, you know, it was a, an, an incredible time for me in what was an unbelievable side, uh, winning week in, week out. I remember going to Anfield, playing in the, the second leg of the semi-final of the League Cup um, and, you know, playing well there and, and helping us get through to the another League Cup final um, you know, at Anfield, you know, so when you come out at Anfield, you look at the sign. and this is Anfield. And, yeah. You know, I was I was 17. It was incredible.
0: And of course, you know, it culminated in you playing in the, the second European Cup final. And um, shall we say a very relaxed preparation for such a big game? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it, Marcus. I like yeah. how you say that. <laughs> um, it certainly was. It certainly was. It, but it was his way of... Of relaxing us, um, taking our minds off it, getting us away from all the all the uh, press and all the you know headlines and and everything you know. So we yeah we was we were sat on a beach and we was having a few beers and and not uh, not really thinking about the following week when the when the game was coming around. And you know all I can say is genius, absolute genius from from the management. Um, of, of, of doing that again, you know, not realizing that was the case at at the time, really, and um, you know, he was way way ahead of his time when doing things like that. And you know, again, obviously, everyone have heard this many times, but we we never trained once that week. Um, in fact, we hardly trained when we actually got to Madrid. Um, yeah, uh, where Schultz, I I I trained Schultz, as as everybody knows, on the on a roundabout in in madrid um, so you couldn't make it up could you, you so could really couldn't it
0: was you taking shots at peter shilton was it on the on the
1: traffic. yeah island. me myself myself and jimmy gordon and yeah. the, the gaffer said you know young milzy go and get that bag of balls and uh, go and go and train peter cuz peter wants to train and <laughs> so me and jimmy gordon were on this um, roundabout you know and he was throwing balls to me and I was volleying them to Schultz.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know he said in, in one of his autobiographies, what's wrong with playing an 18 year old in a European Cup final, if you think he's good enough? Management is about judgment, not the ability to read a birth certificate. Um, did he say anything to you before the game? Or any, any bit of advice or
1: just let, no, let it flow? Just let it flow, go and do your job. You know what your job is. Um, I was playing up front with with Gary Bertles, and after ten minutes, I was told to come back and play as, in, in in midfield. And we'd never we'd never ever so go and do my job, but I didn't know what my job was to go back into midfield. Um, uh, and all it was really was to fill the gap where you know they they had so much of the ball that we ended up playing four five one. Well. I think it was the first time that Forrest had ever played 4-5-1. Uh, it just happened to be in the European Cup final, something we'd never worked on in, in, uh, in, on the training field. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was told to go and do a job there. And, and that's exactly what I'd done, you know, with, with good players around me. Um, it was it was it's incredible really you could again you couldn't make it
0: up it's almost like a fairy story isn't it you know to to be in that uh, environment and on that stage um, at such a young age uh, I mean looking back now was it hard sort of then to build on that incredible success as a young player because you'd set the bar so high early on
1: yeah well you know where do you go from there you know. Uh, Eight, 18, um, I'd had an incredible, incredible, you know, like, say England schoolboys, England youth, two European Cup finals, and, and I was 18, and I'm a human being, you know, and, and, yeah. and it, it, it's, you have to be some person not to let it affect you slightly that think, you know, this, this game's just easy, you know, it, it's just going to come along like this all the time, and you soon, su- you soon learn that that's, that's not the case. Yeah. Um yeah so you know the next the next couple of years obviously we got knocked out first round of the following the following season and you know things started to change a little bit and um you know it was uh, it, it was learning then exactly what the game was game was all about and off i went to america um, you know uh, for a little stint after after all that success
0: yeah, it was the Seattle Sounders, I think, wasn't it, that you played for? How how different was that to, to what you'd been used to? Um,
1: well, we, we were at English. Alan Hinton obviously played mm. under, under the gaffer. Um, yeah. That was the reason he got myself and Peter Ward over there. But Steve Daly played there. Uh, Kenny Hibbett, Roger Davis, uh, Alan Hudson. Um, you know, great players that, um, are, again, at 20, I went to play with. So yeah.
0: um,
1: it, there was the razzmatazz there. It was, it was, you know, totally different um, off the field and, and the way we were introduced on the field uh, was totally different. But, you know, we got to this, we got to the soccer ball final. So I'd got to the European, the European cup finals. And then I actually got to the soccer ball final, you know, playing yeah. against your Carl Albertos, yeah. who I'd watched in the world cup to captain Brazil. Um, Certainly, in 1970, when I was nine, I'll never forget it. And you know, uh, Pelly Pelly was there because he was part of New York Cosmos. And
0: wow, yeah, uh, what's yeah. going
1: on here? Yeah. I'm still only 20. What's going on? So yeah. it was uh, incredible time for me.
0: Yeah, and and you you were back at Forest after that, weren't you? Uh, I think. And um, I, I've got a I've got a program so- somewhere if I just reach down here. It's Underlect uh, 1984 and um, in the if I just turn to the page it's it's the Cluffy Calling um, where he, he does his programme notes yes, and yeah. um, you, you get a special mention here which I like um, he says he was surprised the local paper hadn't reported the reserve side's 2-1 win against Central League leaders Everton he said it wasn't as if there were no storylines to report on our goal scorers were Gary Mills and Stephen Murray he says, I could write a book about both of them, never mind a paragraph. Uh, and he says, it was big news on Saturday that Gary played in our first team and did so well on his comeback v West Brom, uh, which you won 3-1. Do you remember that?
1: I do. I believe I scored in that game yeah. as well, yeah. well, you know, against West Brom. And it, was, it, it, it had been a tough time for me because I had an horrific leg break, uh, my second spell in America. Right. Um. So I had to work uh, so so hard. Um, I, I, I was determined. I thought, you know, it was the end of my career when um, when I had the break. It was horrific. Yeah. You know, the bottom of my leg didn't belong to me. It, oh. it was it, it wasn't good. So it made me sort of sit back and and be more determined than ever. Um, I always, you know, regarded myself as a good professional anyway. Uh, and this was my life, and you know a leg break like that wasn't going to stop me getting back so i'd worked so hard and then to get back um into the into the first team mold and, and you know again getting praise from from the manager um was 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 great for me you know and and you know that's that the end of that season i uh, it was the end of my contract um and you know I was offered a, a new three year contract which meant so much to me
0: looking back now. Uh, obviously, you went into into management. Had you always had that idea of of coaching and and management?
1: Yes, certainly. Um, when I went, when I went, did go to Leicester. You know, I was, I was then sort of getting to the, the thirty mark, um, and I, I'd captain Leicester for a couple of seasons. And you know, I started to have my own judgment on the dressing room. I mean, my judgment on the game and. You know, I, I, obviously, with 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 the gaffer at Forest, um, man management was was massive. Yeah. David Pleat took me took me into Leicester. Um, I wasn't with him for long because he got he got the sack. But his his methods of how he wanted the game being played was on the deck. It was unbelievable, really. Um, without real the discipline that I'd always had at Forest, and and then Brian Little came in, and mm. it was no different. So. With all the mix of of managers that I'd been, you know, Neil Warnock, I'd had Neil Warnock as well, uh, John Barnwell, yes, um, and uh, you know, so a mix, and, and but I'd had my own ideas, and some of the some of the management that i I'd, I'd been managed with, uh, managed by, um, some of it I didn't like, some of it I I, I took on, and I thought I, 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 this is what I want to take myself into into management. So yeah. By the time I was 30, I always knew I wanted to not manage more than coach, to be honest. Yes. I wanted to, to to sort of the man management side and, and that's remained with me.
0: And were there times uh, or are, are there still times maybe where you're you you, you you're faced with a situation as a manager and you think, what would Cluffy have done in this situation? Especially with the man management side of things. D- d- does that still have a, an effect?
1: Yeah, listen, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, 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 the man management side is, is is massive in in for any manager as far as I'm concerned. And and, and every player needs to be man managed. Um, yeah. And you know those those times at, at Forest, I've taken into. I've been managing now for 25 years, and I've taken, I've taken those into into the clubs that I've I've been into, and and. You know, some of them um, get questioned because some of them are very, very much like we've done at Forest. So you can imagine why they get questioned, but they're done for a reason.
0: Yeah. You've written a book, Young Millsy, it's called. Why did you decide that the time was right now to um, put your memories together in a book?
1: People have said to me for, for a number of years now, you know, Write a book, you know. You you've had an unbelievable career, and, and people be very interested. And you always wonder, would they be? Um, and then I sort of sat back. Then COVID and lockdown, and and I thought it was the perfect time, you know. Um, so I was writing stuff down. I I I started to really get excited about about the book, and um, it's just you know about my life, right from a, a young lad. Um, from a village down in Northampton to, to now. Yeah. So it's right to today about my life in, my life in football. And, um, I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. And, uh, Hopefully everybody that that gets the book will enjoy reading.
0: Yeah, yeah. And signed copies are available. You can look at the show notes for this episode of The Green Jumper for more details on how to get uh, your copy. Um, Before you go, Gary, I know you were among the former players who attended the uh, unveiling of the bronze statue in Nottingham um, back in 2008, uh, along with all his family and a a huge crowd. Um, I helped to put that... um, Altogether together by setting up the the fundraising committee it really was a memorable day wasn't it did you uh, have uh, special memories of uh, of that day
1: yeah absolutely absolutely um it, obviously a special day for for his family um you know a be- beautiful family yeah uh, and for us first us to be there and be and be part of that and because we we were part of you know that and the the, the success um and, and you know when you stand there and I certainly stand there as, as a as, as a player that played under him um, I just felt so proud I just felt part of it and you know we were we were one big family um, and I think that was you know a lot of the key to the the success it is it, you know as, I, as I'm saying that to you now I'm getting shivers down my yeah. spine because yeah. you know, you, in, unless you are part of that, it's hard really to understand. Maybe, but you know, we still get we still get together. Um, when we get together, it's it's special times, and we still laugh and take the mickey out of each other. But we all we all respect each other uh, and and know what we what we achieved and, and how we achieved it. So it was a special day, uh, obviously for for a special man. Um, yeah. That gave us the the, the memories, and uh, people talk to me now about the money in the game of football, uh, and I say I'm not interested. You know, I, I I would never ever swap those those years that make me rich in memories. You know, which is which is special.
0: Well, Gary Mills, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, and uh, thanks very much for for sharing those memories.
1: Thank you. It's been been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: you can win a copy of Gary's book, Young Milsey, signed by Gary himself. All you have to do is answer the following question. On the roundabout in Madrid before the European Cup final, who was throwing the footballs for Gary to volley at Peter Shilton? For the full terms and conditions and how to enter, just visit the podcast page on the tribute website, brianclough.com. The question again... On the roundabout in Madrid before the European Cup final, who was throwing the footballs for Gary to volley at Peter Shilton? Just visit the podcast page on the website to enter. Thanks again for listening, and it's brilliant to see that the pod has been downloaded in more than 50 countries now. Incredible. I hope you can join me again when we'll share more memories of the great man in the green jumper.